serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyright by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Area High School Softball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Area High School pregame show on the exclusive home for Area High School Softball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, all while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of Area High School Softball. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Area High School Softball is brought to you by... Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Pond Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of area high school softball on the Show Me Sports Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. Play Gasaway joined by Ben Schmidt as we are just about set for Class 3 District 4 Championship action here on the Show Me Sports Network because it'll have number 5 Centralia, the Panthers, taking on the number 3 Father Tolton Trail Blazers. Both teams having upsets along the way to get to the game here, but that is exactly why you play the game as they both punch their tickets and earn their right here to play today as winner goes on into the Class 3 State Championship. The loser, their season is done. As uh, a lot on the line here, basically the the uh, season on the line for both these two teams. We'll get uh, to Ben here in just a second. Go ahead and get in our starting lineups. Taking a look at these starters for Centralia Panthers. They will start in center field. Batting leadoff, Autumn Hawkins. At shortstop, Jocelyn Bostic. At catcher, at third, or sorry, batting third at catcher. I'll get it right in a minute. Uh, Harper Sonmeyer. First base batting fourth, Meredith Wright batting fifth. Third base, Ellie Page, right fielder. At sixth is Tilly, is Tilly Fox, Madison Johnson, second base. Batting seventh, batting eighth, Jalen Vega, designated player. Batting ninth is Kaylin Walters, the pitcher. And the left fielder flex player is Olivia Adams. For the uh, Father Tolton Trailblazers, they'll off at third base with Montana Strobel. Batting second will be catcher Eva Viox. Madison up to Grove at shortstop, batting third. Sadie Sexauer at center field, batting fourth. Batting fifth will be the pitcher, Kate Gwynn. Batting sixth, Kennedy May at first base, batting seventh, designated player, Margot Mills. At second base, batting eighth, Bella Trim. Left field, batting ninth, Nina Lukey. And a right field is Ava Lawless. Got him in before the national anthem. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Class 3 District 4 Championship uh, Softball here on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal. We're with you all the way. Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. They were just about set to get the Class 3 District 4 championship game underway again for both teams here having to have some upsets along the way to punch their ticket to the championship game. We'll talk about that as we go on here. As Blake Asaway joined by Ben Schmidt for the call of our championship game here on the Show Me Sports Network. We're glad to be a part of the broadcast. We're glad you're tuned in as uh, both these two teams you need to kind of talk about that, having some upsets along the way. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought, I mean, like outside of these two teams, Centralia and Father Tolton, I mean, it, it took a lot of upsets to get here. It's not often you see a tournament like this when it's championship day and you've got the five seed and the three seed facing off. I mean, they had to take down teams like Hallsville and Macon, who had really great seasons coming into this tournament and were expected to move deep into this thing. But then to, to have Father Tolton win in the fashion that they did and Centralia to take more of a low-scoring game I think is really, really impressive and there's nothing that, that makes me think that this won't be a close game in the championship because it seems to be two evenly matched teams. You and I were talking about it on the way over here. I mean, there's there's certain edges to both of these teams in different categories. It's not where, like, where you look at one side and think they've got much better pitching or their lineup top to bottom is so much deeper. I mean, it's it seems pretty even across the board, and it should be a good pitching matchup today between Gwynn and Walters. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that, and that's just it is there's maybe no front runner as of sorts uh, just yet for the uh, for the championship game as Kate Gwynn will be in the circle for the uh, Father Tolton Trailblazers. And stepping in leading off will be center fielder Autumn Hawkins as she will step in first for Centralia for the Panthers as we are just about set for our ball game. She is a senior going against Gwynn who is also a senior as our Class 3 District 4 championship game is officially underway with the first pitch in there for called strike one. We play here in the top of the first inning. Much, much warmer day than it was on Thursday. We toughed out the games, but it got chilly in game two. It's nice to have the sun out. Feels so good as I was cold by the end of the day, the end of those two games on Thursday. 
Oh, one delivery. There's going to be a bouncy ball. It's going to be off the glove of the second baseman and a roll into right field. And at first base will be Hawkins. She gets a leadoff hit as that just got into the hands of Trim, and she could not play it. Yeah, I think that's a play Trim would like to have back because although it was scolded, a play she got her body in front of, and then it just took kind of a weird hop off of her. It's, it's a play you see more times than not the second baseman make. Just unfortunate right there and turns into a leadoff base runner with good speed in Hawkins. Shortstop Jocelyn Bostick steps in now. The senior, she'll show bunt. She'll pull it back for strike one. Something to tonight that I or today. See, I'm, I'm all confused already. Today, rather, we've had all these games tonight. We see three officials here, three umpires here on the field. Not the two-man crew. They do a great job, but helps to have that extra set of eyes. There's going to be an 0-1 pitch. That one in there for called strike two. Thought a couple different times throughout this at bat that Hawkins was going to be running. She has at least taken the lead like she started to, but then slammed on the brakes. And we saw the button to 10 on the first pitch. Can't expect that that'll happen here in a two-strike count. Yeah, so it'll be 0-2 here as Hawkins on first base. She will step off. That one fouled out of play, so we'll still stay at 0-2. As again, Centralia coming in here. They upset the top seed Hallsville Thursday night by a final of 4-1. to The night before, they upset the uh, Southern Boone County Eagles by a 7-4 margin. So they definitely have the momentum, have some... Uh, Power riding their way. 0-2 delivery. That one is going to be that outside. They say she did not go around. Ball one. Yeah, almost saw for a moment Gwyn was going to get strikeout number one on the day, but able to hold up just in time was the batter boss stick. Interesting to see how the approach for Gwyn changes when she should have had no one on one out. Now it's to work with a base runner. So next delivery, that one's going to be fouled up. That will get out of play. Almost a nice barehanded grab by one of the fans here. I'll give that about a 7.3 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, it's the only, only problem was didn't complete the catch. <laughs> that was the only only error on that play. He had the style there, just couldn't put both hands on that softball. Uh, here the student section down there, too. They're out behind left field. We'll talk about that in just a minute. As that one's going to be a ball lifted to center field, coming over, making the grab. They'll throw the first to get the double play. What? So the base runner retired. What an incredible play there by the center fielder, Sexauer. Not only did she have to run into the right center field gap to make the catch, but that throw back to the first baseman for the double play could not have been more perfect. It was a laser and a play that certainly will be remembered if this keeps low scoring by taking that runner off the base path. So now this is catcher Harper Sontemeyer, and she steps in here. She is a senior. She is the catcher for... Centralia first pitch her down central called strike one. That's how you make up for an error too earlier in the inning. Sex hour, although she was not the one who made the error, that was still one heck of a play to erase a base runner. And you mentioned one to go with the student seconds. You can't say the fans did not show out for this one. There's pretty jam-packed here, Absolutely. both beyond the outfield and behind home plate. Oh, one delivery on its way. That one a bit outside. We'll go even at one and one. Matter of fact, we've got people uh, sitting around us too who were nice enough to to scoot back and let us have the front row view here. We do very much appreciate that. As one ball, one strike, we sit just to the third base side behind home plate. As Gwynn will tow the rubber. The southpaw pitcher looks in. 1-1 one, one delivery. That one's upstairs, so that'll make it two balls, one strike. Again, I talked about it, student section, so little little uh, background on that. They're sitting behind the left field uh, wall out there as they did uh, the game at Southern Boone. They did camo night. It worked so well. On Thursday night, they did camo 2.0. 
So tonight's game, I guess, is camo, or today's game, camo 3.0, as they're set up out there in the outfield. 2-1 delivery, swing and a miss. Now we're even at two balls, two strikes. Well, they were certainly quieted on that double play. I think that's for sure, thanks to the defensive act of the center fielder, Sexauer. And now just one more strike to go for Gwynn, looking for her first K, but more importantly, just get through this first inning, three up, three down. So two balls, two strikes. Again, two outs here as we play in the top of the first. Next delivery, there's going to be a ball hit high in the air. It is playable as coming over, making the grab. She had to work to her left and right is Kennedy May for out number three. As that goes, uh, three up and three down, not in the conventional fashion, but a base runner was retired on a double play, so that will take us to the bottom of the first inning, still scoreless. You're listening to exclusive coverage from Class 3 District 4 Championship Action here on the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421-5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! We go to the bottom of the first inning now as it'll be Strobel, Viox, and up to Grove will be the three do up as Strobel stepping in. As first pitch to her, she's going to foul that off for strike one. As Strobel, a freshman. In the circle, Kaylee Walters. Sorry, Kaitlyn Walters for Centralia. One delivery. That one just a bit low and outside. That'll even the count of one ball and strike. Well, now we get to see if Walters can put up a similar performance on the mound that we saw from Gwynn in the top of the first, going three up, three down. And when you be stifled on offense like that, super important for a pitcher to not let Tolton jump out to a lead right here and steal all the momentum. Walters, a junior. That pitch, that one upstairs and outside. That'll make it two balls and one strike. And Father Tolton also getting an upset. They handled number six seed California four to nothing on Tuesday or Wednesday night. Then Thursday they upset, making the number two seed by a fifteen to five final. That one swung on and missed for strike two. So both these two teams, two upsets for Centralia, just one upset to put Father Tolton through. But like I said, they had a twelve run lead and ended up winning by a margin of ten runs or thirteen run lead rather. One by ten, so they easily handled the Macon Tigerettes. 2-2 delivery, that one outside, now we're full. Well, the infielders at the corners for Centralia, right and Page, were a couple steps in front of the bags at the corners when there was just one strike, expecting maybe a bunt out of Strobel, but now in a two-strike count, they both moved back pretty close to even with the bags. 
Walters looks back in, payoff pitch. That one's going to be fouled back. We won't do it again. Looks like the center fielder for Centralia. I think that's Hawkins out there. Yep, she's playing just offset with with second base bag, so she's more on the left center than dead center field. Strobel will step back in. Again, a left-handed batter here for Father Tolton. Next delivery, there's going to be a well-hit ball to left center field going back. That'll be over the wall as Father Tolton takes the one to nothing lead on a solo home run for Montana Strobel. How about that for Strobel showing off the opposite field power? Maybe that's why they had the center fielder shaded that way, but it's not often you see a left-hand hitter being able to take it out to the left center part of the yard, but she got all of that one. There was little doubt off the bat that the left fielder and center fielder for Centralia were going to have no chance, and what a start for Father Tolton. You go three up, three down on the pitching side, and then one batter into the game up one to nothing. Can't ask for much more than that for the number three seed. Absolutely, that gives... Father Tolton the one to nothing lead as that ball sent over the 185-foot fence out there in left center field. As first delivery to Viox, she'll lay it down. She's going to hustle to first. The throw will be there just in time. That's just a, got her. That's a nice play off the mound by the pitcher, Walters, because the bunt was laid down pretty well by Viox. It, it, it got back to the circle, but it didn't get back in a hurry, and the throw had to be made perfectly. And even after all of that, still only beat her by about a step. So nicely done by the pitcher, Walters. A nice rebound right there after giving up the home run. Viox a junior for Father Tolton. Now this is Madison up to Grove, also a junior. She's playing shortstop here today. First pitch to her, straight down central, strike one. She is a home run threat as on... Wednesday, she had a huge home run that ended up letting her, they walked her, intentionally walked her. She had it in the top, sorry, the uh, I think it was the top of the first inning. It was in the first inning, and they walked her every other time, intentionally walked her. That one low, evens the count one and one. Well, they certainly at least look like they're going to go after her right here, even now in a one and one count. But first time I've seen her, it looks like she has pretty good plate discipline because that Oh, one pitch dipped out of the zone, and that's when you see a lot of pitcher, hitters chase. She did not. 1-1 one, one delivery from Walters. There's going to be a ball hit into center field. That'll go to the wall, and she'll be standing on first base here. She'll make the turn, but not enough time for her to go to second. So she will have a one-out single, as now this will be center fielder at Sadie Sexauer. As Sexauer, a sophomore. Yeah, that ball was smoked by up to Grove. Actually, maybe even hurt her a little bit because it got to the center fielder Hawkins so fast, able to cut it off. Otherwise, if that's a little bit slower and dies on the grass, maybe she's at second base. But regardless, that ball was hammered. So first offering to sex out. She swings at one high for strike one. Well, big here for Tolton. They've got Walters on the ropes a little bit. Two hits out of the first three batters. If they really want to take the momentum here and jump out early, First, be patient in the batter's box, but then they can just keep putting balls in play like this. That'll be in for a good day. That one will be low and away. Ball one evens the count, one and one. Blake Gazawa here with you, joined by Ben Schmidt here on the Show Me Sports Network, bringing you exclusive coverage of Class 3 District 4 action here on the Show Me Sports Network. Glad you're tuned in. One ball, one strike to count, next delivery. That one's going to be swung on and missed for strike number two. She was swinging for the fences there. Yeah, Walters pulled the string right there. That was certainly some sort of off-speed pitch that dipped out of the zone, and not only a six-hour early, she swung over the top of it. So nice location, good pitch sequencing so far in this at-bat. The one-two delivery from Walters. That one swung on and missed for out. Number two, first strikeout of the day for her. Now so be pitcher Kate Gwynn. As Gwynn steps in, she is a senior. 
She helped out her own cause last uh, two nights ago last Thursday as she had a three for three, if not a four for four day. Don't remember if it was three for three or four for four. She's going to hit that one high in the air. That'll get out of play over the third base dugout. Well, so very early in this game, but that at bat by Walters in the circle to Sexauer was the best I think she'd looked to any of the first four. It was good mixing and mashing between fastball and off-speed pitches in and out of the zone. If she commands it like that, I think she'll pitch much better as this game goes on. So one to nothing, Father Tolton lead. That pitch is going to be upstairs. That'll leave in the count at one ball and one strike as two outs on the board, runner at first base. That is up to Grove standing at first. And Father Tolton leading one to nothing. Next delivery on its way. That one outside and low. That'll make it two and oh, or two and one rather. I know it's probably common sense, but the last two pitches that were taken by Gwyn in this at bat, one just missing high, the other just missing going away. That's how you really get to a pitcher like this. Don't help her out in Walters by chasing. And if Tolton takes pitches like that all day, they're going to have base runners all over. That delivery down low gathers some dirt up on it, so that'll make it. Three and one. Because those earlier balls in this at bat, you're not going to do anything with that. If you try and swing at the high pitch, you're going to get her and pop it up. Low one, you're going to hit on the ground right at someone. So really good takes is at bat, and now she's in a 3-1 count. That pitch, that one outside. So walk issued to Gwynn as first baseman Kennedy May is stepping in for May. She is a freshman. Right after Walters had probably her best sequence in, in command of pitches, she loses a little bit of control right there. As now we're going to have a runner for Gwen. Obviously, she's the pitcher, so it makes sense. But it was just complete night and day difference in those last two at-bats. Those cleanup hitter, Sexauer, was off balance chasing pitches. But then Gwen was not willing to chase, and the command was lost there for Walters. So we'll see how she rebounds right here as it looks like Holly Gone is the one running at first base. Yeah, she is a sophomore, so she does most of the pinch running for Gwen. As May will step in, Walters checks the wrist for the uh, pitch. I pitched that one on the inside part of the plate, strike one. Yeah, that was perfectly located because, like you mentioned, inside part of the plate, lower corner of it, and if that pitch is swung at by the batter, May, I don't think she does anything except roll over it. So good location right there. So no balls, one strike. That pitch, that one's going to be a bouncing ball. It'll be gloved at third and throw to first in time for out number three. As that goes as a 5-3 put out in the inning, there was... One run on two hits, no errors. They left a couple on the base path. As Father Tolton leads by a score of one to nothing, we'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Class 3, District 4 softball action here on the Show Me Sports Network. Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we could teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to 
find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. Top of the second inning we go here as it'll be batters 4, 5, and 6 due up. This will be Wright, Page, and Fox will be the three due up. This is Meredith Wright, the first baseman. She steps in. She is a senior here. As winner moves on to the Class 3 state championship, they will play the winner of District 3. That'll be on Thursday. Not sure where that game will be at, but no, it'll be on Thursday. Not sure who they'll play either is their championship game today. I meant to take a look at that. I think my money is going to be on Fulton as who's going to win District 3. They are playing in the championship game today. So first pitch misses ball one. As Wright will be ahead in the count at 1-0. Gwynn looks in. Her 1-0 delivery on its way. That one going to be in there for strike two. Did a nice job dropping it into the strike zone. Yeah, that was a real nice pitch. Took a little bit off it and started out of the zone and then came down to catch the top part, just keeping hitters off balance so far. Doesn't have a strikeout, but hasn't given up a whole lot of hard contact. So one ball and one strike here. As Wright will step back in, right-handed batter. Next delivery to her. That one is going to be in there for called strike two. Just caught the opposite corner of the plate. In a one to nothing Father Tolton lead here, but Centralia trying to cut into that one-run deficit. One-two delivery, that one low and away. Now we're even at two balls, two strikes. Well, Gwynn been working north and south in this at-bat. Called strike we saw a moment ago. It's about as top of the zone as you can get, and then the one she got before the last pitch was down near the bottom. So we'll see now after back-to-back low ones as she goes back up high. So two-two delivery, that one's going to be fouled out of play. That'll get out behind the crowd and end up in the parking lot. She did go back upstairs with that pitch. May have been caught the top of the zone, maybe have been a ball. It was close regardless, but it really didn't matter because the swing there was fouled off because Wright was late on it. Wright had a huge home run on Wednesday against Southern Boone. 2-2 delivery. There's going to be a bouncing ball. It's the third, though, glove. Throw to first in time to get the out there for out number one. Well, I think a good mixing and mashing of pitches got that swing right there because that pitch was clearly out of the strike zone. Wright tried to go up and get it and actually got on top of it, grounded it. But if she doesn't see a couple pitches low or early in that bat, I don't think that that happens. She was trying to protect the strike zone because the, the pitcher Gwynn was using all parts of it. Third baseman Ellie Page stepping in. She is a junior for Centralia. As Gwynn will step off. Look at her. Play sheet on her wrist, first delivery, swung on and missed, strike one. Nice pitch right there, really pulled the string on the batter, Fox, right there. There's still very early in this game, but the pitcher, Gwynn, looks to have her stuff early and has been gifted with one run of support already. So Gwynn will look back in. She'll get the sign. Oh, one delivery. That one's upstairs a bit inside. That'll even the count, one ball and one strike. Again, you had mentioned it earlier, Ben, big contention of Fans have made their way out for both teams here, both squads, as well as student sections, both having a good showing here on this championship day for Class 3, District 4. 1-1 delivery. There's going to be a bouncing ball. That's fouled on the third baseline. Looks like the defense for Tolton is pretty much straight up everywhere. Even before that last pitch, the infielders at the corners were. Actually, now as I look over towards third base for Tolton, they've got 
the third baseman Strobel pulled in. Now she takes a step or so back, but everyone else is at relatively normal positions, even the outfield as well. So one ball, two strike count. Gwynn looks in. Her next offering to Page is on its way. There's going to be a ball found off the other direction. I, I do not know how the batter at the at the plate right there, Fox, got a hand on that. Actually, sorry, that was Page, not Fox, at the plate. But regardless, that pitch really did not have a whole lot of life on it, and Page was way out in front of the swing, but just did enough to make contact, and that's all that matters. Gets to see another pitch. So one ball, two strike count. Again, one out here as we play in the top of the second inning. Next delivery, that one outside. So that makes it... Two balls and two strikes. You hear the ire of the Father Toten group as it went from cheers to uh, groans as they thought that was strike three, but instead goes as ball two, even count two and two. Yeah, I think they are sitting on the third base side, and that missed wide to the first base. So I understand why they maybe thought that was a little closer than it was. 2-2 delivery, and there's going to be a ball found off the other direction. So, again, we're still staying alive here at two and two. This upcoming pitch, this will be the seventh pitch of this at bat. The rate we're seeing foul balls, I would not be shocked if someone takes one to the windshield at this, at this that's, rate. That's why we rode together. That's why I said park up there so you're mm-hmm. out of the way because I don't want to have to pay that deductible on a new windshield. So two balls, two strikes. The parking literally just 20 feet outside of the ballpark. There's going to be a bouncing ball. Fair at third. They'll glove. That's Strobel over to first in time for out number two as she gets it to May. A 5-3 put out. Nicely played by Schobel right there. That ball was essentially rolling up the third baseline, but played it cool up with the throw and easy at time, and she's now recorded both of the outs of the inning, and so far for Tolton and the pitcher Gwynn, five up, five down with a little help from her defense. So now this will be right fielder Tilly Fox stepping in. Fox, a sophomore. They will pull third in for her. First, uh, maybe a step in. Not, not a whole lot, but two on. Or sorry, two out, nobody on, I should say. The first pitch upstairs on side, ball one. Third baseman right there for Tolton. Strobel came crashing in when the butt was at least shown by the batter, Fox, right there. She didn't get it down, pulled it back. But right now, before this next pitch, Strobel's about halfway between third and home. She is really expecting a butt right here. They also shift shortstop over, so there's a huge hole right behind the mound that she could hit into. She's going to slice that one out of play. That thing went the other direction over the third baseline. It's headed towards the playground over there. Well, interesting approach after showing Bunn on the first pitch, pulled it back. Then that one decides to swing away. See how that impacts the defensive alignment of Tolton. Now looks like the corner infielders are a couple steps farther back than they were before that last pitch. So count goes one ball, one strike. Gwen looks back in. 1-1 delivery. That one's going to be swung on and missed. That was a good-looking pitch right there. You could see the movement on it as it had some backspin to it. Drops it into the zone. Yeah, Fox took a swing right there. That would have worked better against a fastball, but because she got out to swing on it so early and it was off-speed way out front. 1-2 delivery, that one way outside. Couldn't get her to chase that. So that'll make the count two balls, two strikes. Got to be a little bit tough lefty on lefty here for the batter at the plate. And Fox is... Uh, the way Gwynn's been pitching with a whole lot of movement, especially when it's coming from that same arm side, got to be a little bit more of a difficult look. So two balls, two strikes, next delivery. There's going to be a ball sliced foul again over the third base side. So we will still stay at two balls, two strikes. One uh, one thing that's 
not necessarily a concern right at the moment, but something to watch out on is obviously we've called a lot of baseball together. So baseball is very different from softball for a number of reasons, but you watch the uh, pitch count a whole lot more just because of the motion of the pitching for baseball. Softball pitchers can go a lot longer and uh, go in multiple day rotations, but the pitch count starting to rack up. That one fouled off again. So the last two batters, it was seven pitches for the out for Page. It was six pitches for the out for Wright. That was the first batter in the inning. Page was the second. Now this upcoming pitch, this is the seventh of this at bat. Before that, there were five, six, and two for the top of the first. So again, something that's not uh, really something too worrisome right now, but as the game goes on, that pitch count starting to get up there. That one outside. As that now we're full at three and two. Yeah, despite how good Gwyn has looked, retiring all five that she's faced, these Centralia batters have really made it work with foul after foul. We've seen it happen so far through both innings and doesn't have a strikeout as a result, relying more on our defense. So payoff pitch from Gwyn. There's going to be a bouncing ball. It'll be taking it short. They will glove and they will hit her on the way by. She is beamed with the softball as she gets to first base as the throw from short was just offline as uh, Uptegrove rocketed it over there. And I don't know if you heard that or not, but uh, you could hear the thump as it tags her on the uh, left shoulder blade area, maybe below the shoulder blade as she was headed to first base. How do you rule that? I I mean, honestly, I think that's probably <laughs> single. Uptegrove really had to rocket that one because Fox is moving so well up the line. If you're not the perfect go, it's a bang-bang play at the very least. I would probably go infield single in that circumstance. It was just hitting a spot that gave Fox a lot of time to make it to first. I would agree on that's kind of what my thinking was, is it had to be the perfect throw, yeah. and the throw was there as it hit her as she was stepping on first base. That's how close it was. There's going to be a ball hit into right field by Johnson. It will be tracked down for out number three as despite giving up the uh, single, Strands a runner on, so no runs, one hit, no errors, one left on the base path. We will go to the bottom of the second inning. Still Father Tolton one nothing lead as we'll take a quick break and we'll be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage from Class 3 District 4 Championship Action here on the Show Me Sports Network. Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Well, we go to the bottom of the second inning here. It'll be batters 7, 8, and 9, 2 up for the Trailblazers. That'll be Margot Mills, Bella Trim, and Nina Lukey. As Mills, the designated player, she steps in here. She is a junior 
First pitch, she'll take ball one. Well, a big, or a, not necessarily a big inning, but a long inning for Walters in the first. Had to face six batters, striking out just one. But thankfully for her, just one run given up. You don't see that a lot when you face that many hitters. So now a chance to rebound with 7-8-9. That pitch, that one also upstairs. That'll make it ball two. So Mills will be heading the count at 2-0. and oh. One thing I've noticed from her, we've done several, or I've done several, I guess I should say, uh, Father Tolan games this she- season. She is very patient at the plate. She has some good discipline. She just waits for the right pitch that she'll turn on. Is that one in there? Strike one. Yeah, that one may be one she would like to have back, but in a 2-0 count, probably not all too keen on swinging, but that looked to be a pretty good pitch to hit, and even one that made her start to swing and then hold it up. So Walters will look back in. 2-1 delivery will be forthcoming. There's going to be a slow roller back to Walters. She'll glove, throw to first. The throw is high. It takes right off the bag. I think that would have been a tough play anyways. I'm going to mark it down as an infield single. Well, it was essentially a slinging bunt off the bat of the batter trim and one that caused Walters coming off the circle to have to hurry the throw. And I think she, she may have had a little bit more time than what she was expecting, but she rushed the throw and it went high. So can't place it much better than that. It's a, it, it, she'll, she'll in the future say that she hit that one 90 miles an hour <laughs> into left field because they all mean the same. So stepping in here will be Bella Trim, the second baseman. She's played uh, the uh, designated player role quite often. First pitch to her in there called strike one. She is a freshman for Father Tolton. At least uh, through districts here, she has been in the designated player role, so getting the start at second base here today. Looking back in is Walters. There's going to be a ball hit high in the air to shallow center field. Center fielder coming in on it. She will come in a couple steps, make the grab. That's Hawkins for out number one. Good bounce back right there. Gets Trim to pop it up, and plenty of time for the center fielder Hawkins to come in. I believe a moment ago I said Trim was the one who hit that swing. But that was Mills, who is currently standing on first base. Trim just made what is out number one, so I wanted to correct myself there. So now this will be left fielder Nina Lukey stepping in. As for Lukey, she is a junior. So she steps in here. First pitch to her, strike one. Then we'll go back to the top of the lineup with Strobel. She had that home run to lead off the game. That gave her team the one to nothing lead, which is where we stand here in the bottom of the second inning. So Lukey will step out, look at the second page of the call sheet. Now she's going to hit a little blooper. That'll get down, but foul. That went just foul over in no man's land behind third base in front of the left fielder. That. Would have been extra bases, possibly. Yeah, I think I think scored. way that way that ball bounced. You're looking at the very worst second and third right there. So the trailer catches a little bit of a break because otherwise it would have been trouble with the top of the order coming up. Now a good chance for Walters in an 0-2 count rebound to get her second out of the inning. So no balls, two strikes. That one's going to be fouled back. That'll make it an 0-2 count still. That one. Hits the padding here behind home plate and dust the br- du- the brushes the dust off that. I will say. You can tell how many baseball games, <laughs> baseball and that. softball games I've done in the last couple months because I didn't even think about flinching, whereas if it was June, I probably would have jumped out of my seat. Yeah, I remember starting Renegade season, we, we had that debate where it didn't bother me, and now you're in the same boat. There will be a bouncing ball taken at short. They'll throw to first. They got the out there. So the runner in Mills will advance to second base. 
Nice pick by the first baseman for Centralia right over there. As that throw, she essentially took it off the dirt to get the out. And that's big because if that squirts out of her glove or, or skips away, you're looking at two runners on with only one out. But now you go back to the top, or you'd rather have two outs in the situation, obviously. So nicely done there on the receiving end. So Montana Strobel, the third baseman, stepping in. Two outs, runner on second. She has a perfect one-for-one day. She's hitting a perfect clip. Now she'll hit that one, and that'll be caught at left field. Almost overran it, but she catches it for out number three as she lines that out, and that will be no runs. One hit, no errors, one left on the base path as we will go to the top of the third inning. It, it, it is currently a one nothing lead for Father Tolton. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage from Class 3 District 4 Championship Softball Action here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we could teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. We go here to the top of the third inning. As it'll be batters 8-9-1, and one. this will be Jalen Vega, the designated player. As she steps in here, she is a senior for Centralia. As Gwen entering her third inning to work here in the circle. That pitch in there called strike one. Nice first pitch of the inning for Gwynn, who has had to work deep into counts, but has played the contact so far, and it has resulted in two goose eggs put up on the scoreboard for her. So she will look over, get the sign from the dugout, and now look back home. 0-1 delivery on its way. That one, same pitch, same result, strike two. She has one really good off-speed pitch that just drops off the table and isn't all that quick and it's going to keep hitters off balance when she then combats that with the rise ball. She definitely has a good one-two punch between those two pitches. We saw her work it quite well so far this season in the games that uh, we've carried. 0-2 delivery. That one's going to miss a low and away, ball one. Well, this is where the hitters for Centralia have really made Gwynn work. As I said, she does not have a strikeout so far, and it's not because she hasn't been getting into two strike counts and giving herself a chance, but there hasn't been a whole lot of chasing, and this is where we've seen the Centralia hitters foul off two, three, four in a row before putting it in play. So one ball, two strike, next delivery. There's going to be a bouncing ball. That will be gloved, backhanded at short throw to first. Not in time. That was a tough play anyways, but... 
Heck of a job to keep her going in left field. I can't believe Uptigo even threw that ball because she was essentially standing in the left field grass from where she threw that. It was a perfect throw, too, but you're, not, you're probably not going to get any Centralia base runner with how deep that ball is hit. And it, it's, a, it's a big single to start the inning for Centralia. So Walters will step in now. That's the third hit of the day for Centralia as Kaylin Walters, the junior starting pitcher, stepping in now. That's first offering. She'll show bump, pull it back for strike one. Well, before that bunt, I was going to say she's slightly choking up on the bat, so maybe a sign that she is trying to bunt or at the very least shorten up and just get this ball in play. And the third baseman, Strobel, once again expecting bunt. She is way in. First baseman for is May. She's a little bit farther back. So they get first base. They'll show bump, pull it back for strike two. Well, this has been the perfect first two pitches when you know a player is trying to bunt because they've started like they're looking like they're going to dive out of the zone, but then just catches that outside corner, and it's now been two called strikes on Walters. So no balls, two strikes to count. And Gwen looking back in. We play here, Class 3 District 4 Championship round. That one's outside. So that'll take the count, one ball, two strikes. The winner moves on to play in the Class 3 State Championship. They will start on Thursday with quarterfinals action. They'll play the... Uh, District 3 winner. That game underway as well. That one's going to be fouled straight back. That was a nice swing there. Even though his ball was not put in play, wasn't really too far off with the timing there by Walters. Just got the slightest bit under it and on a pitch that was pretty well located at the top of the zone too. Good work there to stay alive in the count. Well, you heard here when it hit the fence just how much heat was on that between the pitch and the bat. Next one. That one is going to be called... Strike three, so the backwards K recorded. That's the uh, first strikeout. Yeah, first strikeout of the game for Gwen. Yeah, with all these 0-2, 1-2 counts she was getting herself in, was bound to finally ring someone up, and it finally gets it there. It took until the ninth batter in the order, but gets strikeout number one, and first out of the inning. More importantly, that runner doesn't move into scoring position. So Vega still standing at first base. As we'll go back to the top of the lineup, and Autumn Hawkins stepping in. First delivery to her, that one way outside. Tried to get her to chase that, but she does not. Fox did a nice job coming out of her crouch to snare that one before it could get to the backstop. Otherwise, that would have been an easy path up to second base for the runner. Absolutely. It just amazes me how quickly all the catchers can just slide over and get that. I'd, I'd be taking my time trying to get out of that. That one upstairs, she pops up and gets that. Yeah. Actually, who am I kidding? I would just let it go past every time. I, I used to be able to do pretty much anything on a baseball field position-wise except catch. I don't have the knees or balance to be able to do that. So I give major credit to anyone who's able to do it out there today. And Sontemeyer and uh, Viox, who looks good defensively. There's going to be a ball that's going to go fouled on the third base line. So that'll make it two balls, one strike. As uh, we said, just to give our listeners a little bit of background, we spent all summer calling Jeff City Renegades Summer Collegiate Baseball has uh, had a good time with that. Want a playoff game? That. Yeah, no, yeah, I was. Didn't make it to the championship, but made it to the second round of the playoffs. Came, came about within three innings or four innings of that game of, of moving on. So Had a good time. We got to have some good calls and have some fun as well along the process. 2-1, they'll lay a butt down. That is perfect. Vials to get your throw to first. Safe. Hey. Ooh, ho, ho. I don't know. 
about that. It was great hustle of the line by the batter Hopkins, but I really thought that the throw from Vioxx beat the runner regardless. Toll doesn't get the call, and now a big momentum at bat coming up here first and second with one out for Centralia. I'm just glad that I did not have to make a decision on that because that was a close, close play, and I think that is what is going to contribute to the safe call is it looked like for me, not that I'm the expert, but it looked like the ball and the runner were there just about simultaneous, and if that happens, then almost always the tie goes to the runner, as now this will be Bostic. She will take the first pitch for strike one. Well, now a big opportunity here to see who wins this battle between Bostic and Gwynn. Seen a lot of balls put in play, so the defense have to be on their toes. They're at double play depth right here. It'd have to be a quick turn, though. They've already turned one double play, so they have the capability to do it. Runners on first and second, 0-1 count, one out on the board. Next delivery, Bostic will lay it down in front, almost same play. That one, the throw is there to get the out. The runners now at second and third with two out on the board. Yeah, I think the difference between that bunt and the, the one before is that one laid down by Bostic had a little bit of backspin on it. I think actually then came back a little bit towards the catcher, Viox, which is usually able to grab it and make another perfect throw to first. And now two outs, but a single here could give Centralia the re lead with runners on second and third. Well, this will, again, as you said, two outs. This will be catcher Harper Salmeyer as she steps in. Father Tolton has a one to nothing lead, but Centralia has something brewing here. Two on with two outs. They're in scoring position. First delivery. She's going to foul that one back. That one caught Biox on the way by. Yeah, Sontheimer, I don't think she missed that one by much. Just got underneath it. And I don't think that was a timing issue right there. Put a good hack at that pitch. See why she's hitting number three in this order. Biox is going to take a moment here to gather herself as home plate umpire goes out. And I would say inspect the softballs he's not really necessarily inspecting just saying here's the three which one would you like to pitch as he's giving catcher and Eva Viox a chance to uh, re-gather uh, herself after she takes that foul ball off the chest or might have been a little higher up towards the neck area but she says he's okay he dusts off home plate can appreciate that buying her as much time as possible to she says she's okay and I know she's a tough player we've seen her Behind home plate, she's also a really good basketball player. That one swung on and missed for strike two. Pulled the string right there. Did Gwen uh, after coming with the heat on the first pitch, then takes a little bit off, and now no ball, two strike count. Not necessarily expecting a strike out here, but Sontheimer is going to have to protect the plate here as Gwen has shown the ability to attack both at the very top of the zone and the very bottom part with good command. Next delivery from Gwen. That one swung on and missed for strikeout. And out number three. Well, they had something brewing, but it's cut short as no runs. There were two hits, no errors, and two left on the base path. It's still a one nothing Father Tolton lead as we will go to the bottom of the third inning as you're listening to exclusive coverage from Class 3 District 4 championships, uh, championship softball action here on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. 
Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. We go here to the bottom of the fifth inning. It'll be matters two, three, and four leading off for the Trailblazers. It'll be Eva Viox, then up to Grove and Sexauer. First pitch, that one low and inside, ball one. We play here, bottom of the third inning. A one to nothing Father Tolton lead. Walters long look in, that pitch, that one's going to be upstairs, 2-0 the count. Just missed right there. Actually, no, it, I think that was, it's, it's a one and one count. Oh, so. they did call it a strike, you're right. Appeared to have caught the top of the zone. So it caught it just before it made a left-hand turn. That one misses everybody at home plate, so that one way outside. Well, Viac started to show bunt there. I don't know if he was actually going to try and lay it down or if it was just a bluff, but really never had a shot at it because it airmailed everyone and went straight to the backstop. I don't think you or I or anyone here is getting a bunt down on that pitch. I know. you got longer arms than I do. You'd have a chance to maybe put a bat on it. I know I wouldn't. Two ball, one strike count, next delivery. There's going to be a well-hit ball caught at shortstop. For out number one, as Bostic gets out one, that thing blistered to shortstop. That she is there to catch it. Ball may have found her glove more than she found the ball right there. Barely had time to react, but nicely done right there to get the glove up and make the catch. Bostic won't make a whole lot better plays than that. That tested the tensile strength of the uh, webbing there in the glove for sure, but she holds on to it for out one. Now there's a shortstop, Madison up to Grove. She has a one-for-one day with a single. As first pitch to her upstairs, but call track one just caught the top part of the plate. Yeah, she's been working that upper part of the strike zone, just one strikeout so far, but has really started to settle in a little bit ever since giving up that leadoff homer. Yeah, it was just in the upstairs part of the strike Neighborhood, that one low. Ball one, evens account, one ball, one strike. It is really interesting to see when you look at these two pitchers that have gone back and forth in Walters and Gwynn, who are consistently getting to two strike counts, but have combined for just three strikeouts here as we sit in the bottom of the third. That one bounces across home. That takes the count, two balls, one strike. And I think part of that is a really good ability from both of these lineups just to put bat on ball. It's not resulting in a ton of hits. I think Centralia only has four or five and Tolton just a couple as well. Uh, but uh, they've been really protective in two strike counts. There's going to be a bouncing ball hit straight up the middle off the glove of the shortstop as she was diving for it. Couldn't put the glove on it. Does Bostic and it'll be a one out hit for up to Grove. That is uh, four hits now for both teams. Yeah, Bostic dove at that ball right there. Even if she does feel that cleanly, I don't think she gets the runner up to Grove hustling up the line just because it was hit so deep in the hole. But nicely done at least to just knock it down and get a glove on it. So Sadie Sexauer, the center fielder, stepping in. She struck out in her only at bat so far. First pitch to her. 
has been there called strike one. So she'll be down in the count 0-1. Important here navigating this middle part of the order. And with already one base runner on, need to see Walters rebound right here and not put the number five hitter up with two on. Walters looks in, her 0-1 delivery, that one. Strike two, just got the outside part of the plate. And I gotta say, I've been impressed here. Both these pitchers have really worked the outside part. You know, you draw that, uh, that strike picture frame, they've worked around that frame quite well here yeah, today. I was gonna say, it's a shame we don't get one of those graphics because it would be lit up everywhere. That one a bit outside, so we'll go one ball, two strike count. Yeah, that's, that's not our budget. Yeah, it's, uh, maybe one day we'll get to that That's point. Right. But yeah, there's this. This is certainly not like we've seen one pitch attacking the same spot. It's mixing and matching up and down, left and right. And it's been kind of a clinic so far in pitch command. One two delivery. That one's going to be swung on and missed. Second strikeout of the day. That's the second out in the bottom of the third. Now this will be pitcher Kate Gwynn stepping in. She walked in her only at bat so far here today. So she'll step in one on two outs. Her team leads. By a score of one to nothing. I think part of what has helped this game stay just a little scoring one to nothing is the defense has played really well too. First pitch to her. That one just a bit outside. Ball one. When you have two pitchers that have played to contact this much in the low strikeout totals, you need to have good defenders behind you. And I can think of plays for both sides so far by both infield, outfield, and catchers that have turned into outs when they could have been safe. That one upstairs and over the head of Gwynn. So up to Grove will jog on down to second base on the wild pitch. Yeah, we've seen a little bit more of that lately. Pitches where Walters has missed way up. And that's actually the second time this inning a pitch has gone to the backstop on the fly. And that's huge because now a single can make it two to nothing, whereas before with only a runner on first, it wouldn't have mattered all that much. So two balls, no strike to count. There's going to be a ball popped up on the third base side coming over. Running into the fence, cannot make the grab is the third baseman as she ran out of real estate. That's Ellie Page. Yeah, Page gave a good chase there, but unless she's got the ability to scale an entire dugout, didn't really have a chance at that one. Well, she made a effort, though, to try to get over there and literally could not go any further as she ran into the fence. Two balls, one strike to count, two out. That pitch, that one, called strike two. Good location right there. That one looked like it had a little bit of movement east to west as it battled its way back into the top part of the strike zone. I've been very impressed with, with both pitchers so far early in this one on their ability to make that softball really move and fool the hitters. Two balls, two strikes to the count. Next delivery, there's going to be a ball popped up. It'll be into shallow center field going back is Bostic. She'll make the grab for out number three as the runner stranded at second base. So no runs, one hit. No errors, one left on the base path. We will go to the fourth inning. Father Tolton leading by a score of one to nothing. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage here from the Class 3 District 4 Championship round of softball action here on the Show Me Sports Network. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world. Receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT.
We go to the top of the fourth inning here as it'll be batters four, five, and six due up. We brought their uh, cute little dog over here, so got a little sidetrack there. Was making a new friend during the break there, as this will be Wright, Page, and Fox due up. As we said, we play in Class 3 District 4 Championship action. Blake Asaway joined by Ben Schmidt as we're just shy of 12 o'clock noon here on the Show Me Sports Network. It's been our pleasure to bring you broadcasts. We've done all the games but one in Class 3 District 4 action, that including having two games on two fields at the same time here that then was split up due to Mother Nature. So. Yeah, it rained through us for a little bit of a curve on Wednesday, but we're able to make it work. Uh, go to Mobley and Ashland instead of here. First pitch outside to right, ball one. We still even, to, uh, to be honest, even if they were both here, we still would have only got three of the four games on the air, but we were able to get three of the four on with a split location and had yeah, the two so games more. Thursday. Well, Centralia started to get to Gwyn a little bit last inning with runners on. See now if they can push one in. There's going to be a ball hit foul as Wright will be even in the count, one ball, one strike. Again, I said... On Wednesday, she smoked a ball. It's it's only 185 foot uh, to the fence here. It's 200 feet at Southern Boone, and she smoked a ball into center field. That was a huge home run. I believe it was a two- or three-run shot that helped lift her team in that game. She's going to crush that one, but foul. Kind of showing that example of that power. She's got it if she can get it lined out. That will go over the fence for sure. Well, for Gwen and, and even Walters, too, it feels like every, because there's been a lot of 1-1 counts, but it feels like almost every single time that 1-1 pitch becomes strike two. I can rarely recall any instances where it's been 2-1. There's just been really good command to keep them ahead of count so far, and that's why we've seen just one run so far. That one's going to be popped up in the air on the first base side. As coming over is Mayshall to make the grab for out number one. That looks like a little bit in on the hands of the batter right there for Centralia right, and not a whole lot she was able to do to it except send it weakly over to the first baseman. Interesting to see how the approach here for Centralia changes as the game goes on because we're getting close to about halfway through their trips to the plate, and the later this thing goes with them being kept off the scoreboard, I mean, maybe a little bit of urgency and some chasing starts to set in. So to your point, you were talking about the count. Only one batter. This is the 14th batter as Pedro hit it to short. They'll glove throw to first, and it's offline, and it'll go towards the fence. However, now they're going to get a rundown as diving back safely is Paige. She overran the play. But to your uh, thought about the counts, in the 14 batters, only one has gone that direction. Well, first of all, the throwing error, it would have been a close play anyway, but the throwing error by up to go of airmails not only allows Paige to reach, but then even bigger once the throw got wide and the first baseman May went over to get it. If she had held that ball, she probably could have beat the runner back to first and made the tag, but then she threw it to second right away, which gave May just plenty of time, excuse me, gave Paige plenty of time to just dive back into first. So interesting to see how that affects the rest of this inning with now a base runner when there could have been two outs. So now stepping in, this will be Tilly Fox. And she had a single her Last time up, that pitch is ball one. Well, now on a 1-0 count, just based on the odds we've seen so far, you can almost expect this next pitch from Gwyn to find the strike zone. Like you said, just one two-ball count so far. And as usual, that one right down the middle. No doubt about it. Absolutely. it's The trend continues as count... Goes even at one ball and one strike. Again, one out 
Standing at first base is Page. Just the uh, only error committed to the game so far. I think I'm going to put my money on a strike here again, too. I feel pretty good about that. Well, your your money would be uh, well spent, I think. As 1-2 delivery, that one's going to be hit, and it'll get down, and that will be cut off at center field. As Yes, you should have bet that. I should have taken it. I'd go home a little richer. As It'll be a two on with one out now. Yeah, nice piece hitting right there by Page going upstairs. Excuse me, Fox. I keep confusing the two. Fox going upstairs and taking that one into the opposite field and left center, and that's just good hitting right there. And now first and second with one out. Very big opportunities we get into this middle of the order. We're actually near towards the bottom now in Johnson. And a huge opportunity. She has the righty versus lefty advantage. See if she can punch it out to right center because there's a pretty good hole out there. Madison Johnson, the second baseman, stepping in. One out, two runners on as she is 0 for 1 here today. She'll show a bunt. She'll pull it back. Strike one. Interesting that they would try to bunt right here as they threw to second base with the center fielder covering almost caught the runner out there napping. Wouldn't that have been something? But interesting that they would try and bunt here, potentially make the second out of the inning. I don't know if I totally buy that more. I think that may have been more just to try and fool the pitcher, Gwynn. We'll see if she does it again. So two on and one out. Gwynn will look back in. Next delivery, that one's going to be pumped out of place. She'll be down in the count at 0-2. In Centralia, trails. Father Tolton by a score of 1 to nothing here. Two strikes on the board. One out in the process. Two runners on page at second. Fox at first. Johnson will step back in. Right-handed batter here. So She's trying to get her team back in the game here. Cut this deficit down. It's a one-run deficit. That one ball won. So a 1-1 count now. Interested to see what pitch Gwynn decides to go with. Hopefully trying to get one on the ground so they can at least get one out, maybe even turn two in the infield, especially up the middle at double play depth in the corners. Certainly not as far in as they were a moment ago. So one ball, two strike count. Again, one out. Gwynn looks in. Next delivery. That one's going to be a ball that's going to be caught and dropped at third. She'll step on to get the out there. That's nicely done by the third baseman, Strobel, because once it hit off her glove, she easily could have lost her cool, but then just picked it up and stepped on the third base bag. They probably don't turn two anyway, even if she feels it cleanly. So very good job just to get an out right there. Runners are right back where they were a moment ago, just now with two outs. So again, two outs now. Runners at first and second. This will be Jalen Vega, the designated player. She had a single and her only at bat here She's got a one for one day as well. Two on, first pitch to her. Inside part of the plate for strike one. That throw back to the pitcher. Almost, I don't know if the catcher Vox was actually trying to throw down a second there, but the, the pitcher Gwen snared that out of the air. That could have been slightly more dis disastrous if that ball isn't snagged. So no balls and one strike to count. Gwen actually looked back into the catcher's like, was that meant for me? Oh, one delivery. That one's going to be found back. So now it'll be 0-2. Well, just one more strike to get for Gwen to get through four scoreless innings. And the runners moved up. I don't think they realized yet that that was foul. Now they'll have to go back. But see if she could get maybe strikeout number three here and keep this thing scoreless, at least for toll, and they'd stay up one to nothing. Yeah, I think they thought that was a pass ball. So they do have to go back to first and second. Right idea, though. Good heads-up play on their part trying to Pay attention out there. 
As no balls, two strikes count. Vega steps back in. Gwynn looks in. 0-2 delivery on its way. Swung on and missed for out number three. So two more left stranded on the base path. No runs. There was one hit, one error, two left on the base path. We'll go to the bottom of the fourth. Still a father total one to nothing lead. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage from Class 3 District 4 Softball Championship Action here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Well, we go to the bottom of the fourth inning. Father Tolton will come to bat here as they lead by a score of one to nothing. They're looking to add to their lead as uh, just a couple minutes past noon here. Blake Gasaway with you, joined by Ben Schmidt. We're glad you're tuned into our broadcast here on the Show Me Sports Network. We're in exclusive coverage from Class Three District Four Softball Championship action. And if you've not done so, be sure and head over to our. Facebook page, just find a Show Me Sports Network and give it a like, give it a share as well. As this will be May, Mills, and Trim. First pitch in there called strike one to May. You can also find us on Twitter. Search for Show Me Sports Net. We didn't have enough characters to make network, so Show Me Sports Net. We're also on YouTube. It's one of the places we are working on archiving our games. They're also archived anywhere if there's podcasts. Just search for Show Me Sports Network. Oh, one delivery. There's going to be a ball. It's going to be a slow roller to second. They'll glove to first in time. One up, one down. Well, that ball was in on the hand, so just not a whole lot she could do with it. Tried it. Actually made decent contact on it, but once May hit it, because it was so far inside, it just rolled weakly over to the second baseman, Johnson, and she had a pretty easy play right there. I was going to say about Tolton, ever since that top of the first solo bomb and getting hits from two out of the first three batters, they've been pretty much shut down by Walters, and it'd be at least good for them to try and tack on and extend this lead and start to put Centrelli away. That first pitch to uh, Mills is upstairs and outside, ball one. Well, bottom of the order, a chance to do some damage here. Mills followed by Jim and then Lukey, if either of them can reach. See if they can turn this thing back over to the top with some base runners on. Walters looks in. There's going to be a bouncing ball back to her. She'll knock it down. She'll glove and throw to first is low and gets past the first baseman. I don't think she would have got to throw there anyways. I'm going to give that a hit. Yeah, once the ball kicked off the glove of Walters, she really did not have a, a throw because it was a not a very generous kick because it almost bounced out of the circle entirely. So it, it was going to be a tough play for her even just to get a glove on it. There was a good reaction, and I'm with you. I think that probably should be an in-shield single. I'm a, good, I'm a very generous scorer. Though. I know, I'm, right? I'm yeah. pro hitter. That's the good thing about being the unofficial scorekeeper. We can call it whatever we want to, and nobody tell us any different. Just know there's a base runner on that there wasn't before. That's right. First pitch, that one downstairs and low for Bella Trim, the second baseman for ball one. And we don't have the luxury of having our scorekeeper for uh, for the summer. Uh, Tom is there. He always 
gets us in line, whether it's a hit or an error or whatever the situation is. We don't have him here in softball action. Is that one in there called strike one? Evens account, one ball, one strike. I feel like Tom maybe was a little bit more generous to the infielders <laughs> in that situation. Yeah, he... Uh, He's, you know, he is very accurate, so. Yeah. Tom R., statistician guy, he knows what he's doing. That one swung on and missed. Yeah, that was a real nice pitch by Walter. Started at the knees of Trim and then dipped out of the strike zone and when it got to the plate, which just above the dirt, and Trim swung over the top of it. Nice job on the receiving end by the catcher, Sontheimer, and now it's a two-strike count. So one ball, two strikes, getting one out here. Next delivery, there's going to be a bouncing ball. It'll be gloved at third. She'll throw to second for one, back to first. Not in time. So they get the lead runner, but Trim will replace Mills at first base. Nice job by Page. Not only field that ball moving to her left and then throw it right on the money to Johnson covering it second. Trim too good of speed to be doubled off there and was able to beat that out pretty easily, but a big second out, and this game's starting to pick up now. Both offenses have been faltering against Walters and Gwynn. So two outs on the board, runner at first base. This will be left fielder and Nina Lukey stepping in. She's batter number nine in the order. She fouls that one straight back. And again, stone cold over here. Got the camera guy to jump, but no I think if I was you, holding man. equipment <laughs> as expensive as his, I would maybe be a little bit more freaked out. I mean, I was heading right for the camera. And you see those videos sometimes to jump scare you. I mean, depending on if he was recording, he might have one right there. Yeah, that was just right on the money. Back to the camera that's over here to our left is the camera guy for... The TV station, that one low and away. That'll leave the count at one and one. Yeah, they always tell you to protect the equipment first. You're important too, but not as important as the equipment. Yeah. Especially when you're shooting football, if you have a player run into you on the sidelines, they first ask if the camera broke, and then, <laughs> then do they ask if... There's going to be a ball hit into center field. That'll get down. As now it'll be runners at first and second with two outs as Lukey gets... Her first single of the day. Yeah, that was a nice piece of hitting by Luke. He went up and lined that one right back where it came from into center field. And now you go back to the very top of the order. Strobel coming to the plate, the same person who blasts went out here in the first. So a very dangerous situation by Walters. I'm sure she'll be cognizant of Strobel's opposite field power here. Father Tolton leading my score one to nothing, but they're looking to rally here with two outs and add to their lead. Montana Strobel, the third baseman, steps in. First pitch to her, a beauty for strike one. Well, the center fielder for Centralia in Hawkins out there, she's now moving a little bit more offset to left center field. So it's probably going to be a little bit harder to get one to drop in there if Schobel wants to go that way. So no balls and one strike to count again. Two outs, two runners on that one. Just a bit outside. That'll even the count to one ball and one strike. I'll tell you what, though, for Centralia, they do it a little bit weird because the center fielder's pulled over to left center. But the right fielder is still pretty far towards the line. So there's a giant gap in right center field right now. 1-1 pitch. That one a little inside. Backs Strobel off the plate just a bit. I mean, if Strobel can get a pitch here, either center cut to inside and can turn it a little bit. One, either hit it down the right field line. But two, if she hits it into right center field, that's probably going to go all the way to the wall. The next look back in by Walters. There's going to be a ball hit to left field. Left fielder going back. She will not play it. As it bounces off the wall, one run will score. It'll be an RBI double. There's the opposite field power once again. That ball, just like the home run, was absolutely smoked. Just didn't have the height to get out of here. But it would have been a really tough catch for the left fielder, Adams, to make. She got turned around as that ball was knuckling. And Strobel has been the hero so far today for Tolton on offense. 
She drives in. The second run, she has drove in both runs for Father Tolton as Lukey will go to third base. So she'll be standing at third. Strobel standing at second. Leox steps in. She's 0 for 2 today. Has two on in scoring position, two outs. First pitch to her. Upstairs, strike one. And the ball was hit so hard and kicked off the wall so quickly that no chance for the second runner at first to come around and score as that ball got back in pretty quickly. So could be big if Walters can rebound and get out number three and keep this just two to nothing. No balls, one strike. Next delivery. It's going to be a ball ripped down the third baseline, but foul. That would have scored two right there. Yeah, hit that ball hard, but was just out in front of it. So got to wait a little bit longer back, and an 0-2 counts. We'll see what pitch Walters decides to go with, maybe expand the strikes on a little bit and try and get one down and away and get Vioxx to chase. So it'll be no balls and two strikes. As Walters looks back in, next delivery, that one's going to be hit to the opposite side. It'll drop foul. Wasn't it all that hard, but if that ball finds fair territory, that's scoring two runs, but... It had a whole lot of tailing off action to it in fines foul territory. And that ball that was ripped down the third base line, that might have been a blessing that it was foul because if it's really any more closer in play, I'm pretty sure that she just pegs Lukey in the chest or in the head with that ball and smokes her while she's at it. So good thing that went foul. 0-2 pitch on its way. That one way outside. Nice job by the catcher there first in Chile, Sontheimer, to save that from going to the backstop because the way that ball was moving probably kicks way far enough to score a run. Yeah, and it probably kicks down the first baseline That's as well. That's what I was thinking. Which makes it even more treacherous. So one ball, two strike count, two outs. That one swung on and missed in the dirt. However, Fox is going to jog down to first. The throw will be there in time for out. Number three. Well, there was one run plated. There were three hits, no errors, two left on the base path. As we will go to the top of the fifth inning, it's a 2 to nothing Father Tolton lead. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage from Class 3 District 4 Championship Softball Action here on the Show Me Sports Network. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal. We're with you all the way. We go to the top of the fifth inning. It'll be batters 9, 1, and 2 due up for the uh, Centralia Panthers. That'll be Walters, Hawkins, and Bostic. Sorry, Bostic, rather. Will be the three that they will send a plate here. 
As Walters, 0 for 1 today, struck out with a backwards K. That was clear back in the top of the third inning. Gwen again entering her fifth inning to work now here. She's got a 2 to nothing lead. She's held Centralia to just five hits, no runs. Team has committed one error. Centralia has left five on the base path. Time called here. For Father Tolton, they've got two runs on seven hits. Committed that one error. Had six left on the base path. First pitch in there called strike one. Well, Gwen now back out into the circle with another run of support to work with. You've got to think that she's been feeling pretty good, punching out the three and giving up no runs, and she needs to get nine more outs. She is cruising here along quite well. Next delivery. There's going to be a ball hit high in the air. That will get way out of play. Yeah, she turned on that one. Got it. Hit it pretty well, just was out in front of it and sent it out of play. I don't know if if that's in fair territory if he gets out, but it certainly hit very deep to left field if she had been more on time with that pitch. That'll make it an 0-2 count. Feels like we haven't had a whole lot of 0-2 counts. It feels like it's always 1-2. We'll see yeah, you're right. what Gwynn goes with right here. 0-2 delivery. That one in there for called strike three. Backwards, K recorded again. Walters is 0-2. Struck out looking twice now. First out of the inning. That was really good pitching because the pitch before that was fouled out of play was up top of the zone, had a little bit more life to it. And then in an 0-2 count, that net last, the last pitch starts at the exact same spot, but it is way slower and drops right into the middle of the strike zone. Totally caught the batter off guard, and that's the big strikeout to start this fifth inning. So Gwynn will look at the wrist with the pitch. That one outside for ball one. Back to the top of the order now. Third time that these people at the top of the lineup in Hawkins, Bostick, and Sontheimer have seen Gwynn and see if they can have a little bit more success this time. 1-0 delivery. That one's going to be swung on and missed. Now we're even a one-ball, one-strike. No signs of bunting so far, but Strobel at third base certainly is expecting it. She's about halfway in. We expect if it doesn't happen here in a 1-1 count, it probably won't happen at all. But Tolton certainly looks to be prepared for it. Big wide-open stance for Hawkins. Hawkins, yeah, she kicks that right foot out. That one's going to be fouled back over our heads. Now, Just thinking that, as you mentioned, that she kicked that right leg way out there. Now we can probably pretty safely say that a button will not be coming. Yeah, I, I think that's a safe bet. You know who her uh, her stance really reminds me of is uh, Tommy Reether. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair comparison. Of course, probably most of our listeners don't know who that is, one of the players for Summer Collegiate Baseball, but... He's down in, an, in a uh, two-strike count. That one again fouled off, so he'll stay at one and two. But when he's down in an 0-2 count or a 1-2 count, he really kicks that right leg out there and really opens it up and almost is like he's turning to go to first base already and choke up a little bit on the bat, but it works for him. There's a reason to the madness. One ball, two-strike count again, one out. That pitch got her to swing on it. It was outside for 
Would have been ball two, but instead it goes as the second out of the inning, back-to-back strikeouts. Yeah, nice work there by Gwynn. That one went up to the top upper part of the strike zone, but Hawkins just trying to protect in a two-strike count, especially for a lefty. That's a pitch you often see those type of hitters try and slap into left field, but came up empty, strikeout number five for Gwynn. So now this will be a shortstop, Jocelyn Bostic. First delivery to her. That one bounces across home for ball one. You know, I was just thinking, too, this is the first game we've got to call together since spending all summer doing yep, games. Yep. We did some softball tournaments, but you were on one channel, I was on the other, so we get to call any games together. One ball, no strikes, two outs. Next delivery. That one's going to be a ball hit off the end of the bat over the uh, outstretched arm of Trim at second base. That'll be a two-out hit. Yeah, I thought Trim off the bat was going to have a shot at that one, but it just had a little too much height on it. And now this... And there's still a long way to go. We're still in the top of the fifth, but could be arguably one of the biggest at-bats of the game when you think tying run coming to the plate, two outs, down two to nothing, and your number three hitter in Sontheimer. I mean, it's a, it's a chance to do some damage right here. Hopefully she can take advantage and make some noise in this at-bat. So catcher Harper Sontheimer steps in. She is 0 for 2, hit out or popped out to first base and struck out as well. So she steps in here. Not on the shoelaces before this at bat. Maybe good luck or something like that. I don't know how she's able to do it with batting gloves on. I could never, ever like do anything with batting gloves on. So, yep. that's why I wear boots because they don't have laces at all. Actually, I wear them because they're comfortable. So she steps in here, two outs on the board, runner at first. First pitch, she's going to pop it up on the infield. Coming over is third base, also coming in. From short, that was uh, Strobel coming in, is up to Grove. She will call her off, make the grab for out number three. As base runner stranded, so no runs, one hit, no errors, one left on the base path. We'll go to the bottom of the fifth inning. It's still a 2 nothing Father Tolton lead. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage from Class 3 District 4 Championship Softball Action here on the Show Me Sports Network. Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions we go to the bottom of the fifth inning here it'll be batters three four and five two up for the trailblazers that'll be up to grove sex hour and quinn Said student sections for both schools made their way out. Yeah, the one for Tolton just they just rode the roller coaster. Yeah, you in know what? Innings. They didn't give us an invite though. Yeah, I, I've I've done that a time or two in a student section before. It's a lot of fun, especially when you're winning. It's all it's always better when you're winning. 
So first pitch, that one downstairs to up to Grove for ball one. She's got a two-for-two day. Would like to stretch it for a three-for-three day. Well, Walter so far, the three Ks and the two runs, really has pitched really well. She just has had trouble with Strobel. If she could just erase her, she'd be pitching a scoreless game. That pitch outside, that takes the count, two balls, no strikes. We see why Altogrove has so much success, not only in this game, but in past games, because she's been waiting for a good pitch to hit. 2-0 count, probably going to see one in this at-bat at some point. Next delivery, that one bounced across home plate, so that'll make it a 3-0 count. Maybe not. Maybe she won't see a good pitch to hit, as that one didn't even make it to home. You, you giving her the green light in this situation to swing away? You know, I think I would if it's the right pitch, but honestly, uh, for Centralia, it's not the worst thing they could do to Walker here. She will slice that one, so green light given. Slices it found on the third base line. Oh, well, she almost gave Centralia a gift right there. If that stays fair, it's a ground ball almost out number one for one of the best hitters in this lineup, so... I think she's pretty thankful that went foul because she got on top of it, tried to go down and get it, but rolled it over out towards the left side. There's a 3-1 pitch. That one will be off the glove of the third baseman. She'll be standing at first base, throw not there in time. As tough play anyways, just out of the reach, I say off the glove, but there's really no other way that at third base she could have played it any different with Paige. Yeah, I mean, Paige was almost about to make a line drive catch route number one, but then Bostick on the other end at shortstop did a really nice job to almost come up with that and throw it over to first, but good speed by up to go to beat it out, and now you come up to four, five, six, middle of the order, and once again, a chance to play add-on. You've only got to get six more outs, but you love to get those six with a five-run lead instead of just a two-run lead. Take a little bit of pressure off Gwen. This will be the center fielder and Sadie Sexhauer stepping in. She is 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. She made arguably the defensive play of the day back in the first inning when she ran that ball down into right center and then delivered a perfect throw for the double play. So she'll step in here. One on, nobody out here as we play in the bottom of the fifth. Her team leads by a score of two to nothing. First pitch to her, down central, strike one. I'm sure at the very least is maybe a thought in her mind that she's already had two strikeouts. So now in a one strikeout, maybe she'll be a little bit more aggressive to try and avoid it from really getting to that point. Looking back in is Walters. That pitch, that one is outside, bounces past the catcher. So that'll be a one ball, one strike count. Even more important, up to go moves back to second. That was just a wicked bounce, and the catcher, Sontheimer, it would have been a really nice block had she made it, but it was just too tough to corral and could have walked up second there for Uptegrove. So Uptegrove now at second base, one ball, one strike count. And Sexauer steps back in. That pitch just a bit outside. That'll make it two balls and one strike. A decent amount of room to work with in the outfield for Sexauer if she can push into that right center field gap. So 2-1 delivery. There's going to be a ball hit to right field. It'll get down in front of the right fielder as they will hold up at third. So runners on the corners at first and third. Well, that was a real nice decision. First of all, a great piece hitting by Sexauer. She turned on that pitch, sends it to right field. But Fox, the right fielder, delivered a perfect throw to home plate and no reason with no outs to try and force up to go up to score there from second. So a good base running. That was just a good all-around fundamental play. Absolutely. So this will be pitcher and Kate Gwynn. I think the thing, too, that everybody needs to realize here is that this fence is only 185 uh, feet out 
all the way around. And normally we see these 200, 205, you know, seen fields anywhere from 195 to 210. It's a good uh, ballpark for it. As Gwen will show bunch, she'll pull it back. As runner will go to second, strike call. So she'll be down on the count at 0-1-1, but another insurance run pushed to second base. Yeah, who knows in the grand scheme of things, depending on how this rest inning goes, if it even matters. But for now, Fox just saved a run with that throw to the plate because it was on the money. So Gwen will be down in the count at 0-1-1 next delivery. She's going to pop that one up over the third base dugout. So now she'll be down in the count 0-2. As I was saying, though, this fence here, 185 feet all the way across, and it's a little closer than most of the other fields we're at. So, therefore, when the ball gets to the fence, it's a little bit closer. That means that the outfielders play in a little bit closer than normal. So things happen at a ra- at a rather rapid pace. As next delivery, that one's outside. Nice job to keep it in her glove was the catcher. Well, runners on second and third, not no one out. Infield is playing back, so if you hit a ground ball, especially more up the middle, you'd think that up to go could probably score on it. But big here to put the ball in play and not have a wasted out. One ball, two strike count, next delivery. That one down low and away. Takes the count even, two balls, two strikes. Again, Father Tolton leading my score two to nothing. You know, seen several, obviously seen several of these games for Father Tolton and seen several for Centralia. There's, there's going to be a ball hit to left field. Left fielder going back. She can't make the grab. It's over her head. It'll score two runs. As standing on first base is Gwen as she gets a two RBI single. Just exactly what I was going to say is any other park. That's a two-run double, if not a triple. But here with that with that 15-foot difference that she gets a two RBI single. We'll talk about Tolton with this opposite field power they've been showing off. All three of their run, actually all four of their runs scored have come on hits to left field from left-handed hitters. And Gwen helps herself out. She's pitching a shutout, drives in two right there on a ball that was hit really well. And then good base running there. As soon as that ball gets down, especially the trail runner, Sex Hour, she was able to score pretty easily from second base. Nicely done as Tolton will double this thing up four to nothing now. Yeah, two runs plated here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Nobody out. As up to Grove scores, Sex Hour scores. Gwen gets credit for the two RBI single. She is going to have a uh, courtesy runner here as Gowen comes in and takes her place at first base. But like I said, just a little bit shorter field here than what uh, what we usually see. And like I said, anywhere else, that is a uh, two RBI double, if not maybe even a triple. But here, since it's shorter field, it still results in two RBIs, but... Thing it is, puts her on first. thing is, too, with these a couple hits that we've seen hit over there to left field where it's been tough plays, because it's coming off the left-handed bats, the ball has had some knuckling action. I think that's made it really hard for Adams out there to try and get a read on it and just wasn't able to come up right there. Would have been a great catch regardless, but tough to read for sure. So Kennedy May steps in with one on, and nobody out here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Walters looks in, gets the sign. Now she'll look at the wrist. She looks back home. First delivery. As May will bunt it, it'll go foul. She'll be down in the count 0-1. Well, Tolton looks like they're trying to add that fifth run and manufacture it by moving the runner at first base up into scoring position. See if May can get the bunt down here. So she will be down in the count at 0-1. She is 0-2, hit into a 5-3 put out. In the bottom of the first, hit into a 4-3 put out in the bottom of the fourth. 0-1 delivery, that one... Inside for called strike two, so she'll be down in the count at 0-2. But we did get a pinch runner two for Gwen at first base. I'm trying to see what number it is. Let's go. So same one as earlier. Yep. 
She pretty much courtesy runs extensively for the pitcher. That ball's going to be hit high in the air into right field. Coming in, going into foul territory, making the grab. And right field is Tilly Fox for out number one. Yeah, nicely tracked down by Fox. Is maybe was I think maybe had the most airtime that we've seen out of a ball hit so far today. So she had to track that one for a long time, even into foul territory. And nice catch, big out number one after it feels like this inning is starting to spiral a little bit. Well, Margo Mills stepping in here as she has got a two-for-two two day. She's trying to lengthen her team's lead as Father Tolton leads by a score of four to nothing. One out on the board here, bottom of the fifth. There's going to be another ball hit high in the air as coming in is the second baseman. She'll make the grab. That is Johnson for out number two. So after giving up three straight hits, giving up two runs, the next two batters retired one-two order. Yeah, good back-to-back pitches by Walters to rebound a little bit. Probably getting a little bit closer towards the end of her line on the pitching side, but gets two easier outs for her defense and now just needs one more to see if she can get trim. So now this is Bella Trim, the second baseman. <coughs> Pardon me. She will hit that one foul and out of play. Strike one. Interesting to see if Tolan has any inclination to maybe try and move a runner in scoring position and, and get a runner to second with two outs. The worst thing that happens is you have an out and you're starting right here with Trim to start the next inning, but no sign of it. A one delivery. That one will... Be low, so that'll even the count. One ball, one strike. Again, two outs on the board. Two runs plated here in the bottom of the fifth inning for the Trailblazers. They're looking to add more. 1-1 one, one delivery. That one bounces to home, so that'll make it two balls and one strike. So Chile's still thinking here at least a little bit that Trim maybe hits one weekly or drops one down on the third base side. So Chile has got Paige even with her actually behind the bag, but the first baseman right is a couple steps in front of it. 2-1 delivery, that one upstairs and outside. Now it's a 3-1 count. Now Wright just moved behind the bag at first. So they're back in normal depth here, just playing for out number three. I was going to say, interesting alignment with a right-handed hitter up, but now it is essentially everyone in their normal positions. Nina Lukey in the on-deck circle. His next pitch, that one in there for called strike two. Yeah, it looked like Trim was, was taken right there in a 3-1 count. Don't know if that was her decision or if she got the sign, but had no... Real showing that she was going to swing at that one, which looked to be pretty much right down the middle the whole way. So payoff pitch. There's going to be a ball hit to left field. That is going to be out of the park as a two-run shot goes over the fence as two more runs are plated as Trim takes that over the left field wall. It's actually a little more towards left center as she puts two more runs on the board. It's now a 6 to nothing Father Tolton. Lead here for Tolton pouring it on in this inning with some really well-hit balls. A good thing that Trim didn't swing at that 3-1 pitch because she got a good one to hit and absolutely crushed it to left center field. And good for one of the members of this bottom of the order, Trim getting a chance to hit here in the lineup eighth today and play second base and certainly has left her mark on this district championship game. So that goes over the wall. Two run, two home runs here in the game for the Trailblazers, as now this will be left fielder in Nina Lukey stepping in. First pitch to her. She fouls that over the third base dugout. Strike one. She had a single her last time up. And hit into a fielder's choice in the bottom of the second. A lot of room to work with right up the middle for Lukey. The second baseman pulled over a little bit closer to first. Two outs here on the board. She's going to slice that one found on the first baseline. So she will be down in the count 
at 0-2. Well, Walters versus Centralia, the, the day, the final line is going to show her giving up six runs. She really, I think, pitched a lot better than what the line is going to show as she tries to get through her fifth inning of work here. She was, especially in between innings one and four, was really, really pitching well. 0-2 delivery. That one swung on and missed, and the inning comes to an end. However, there were four runs, four hits, no errors, nobody left on the base path. We will go to the top of the sixth inning as Father Tolton takes a commanding 6 to nothing lead over Centralia. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage from Class 3, District 4, Softball Championship Action here on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society. Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we could teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. We go to the top of the sixth inning. This will be right page and Fox will be the three do up here. Again, Father Tolton leading by a score of six to nothing here after they played four runs in the bottom of the fifth inning. They had the two run lead going in. They exit with a six nothing lead. Well, Gwynn with five shot innings and five Ks. The one thing you worry about a little bit is had to sit on that bench for a long time. Hope she can come out and pitch like it's still a one nothing game. First pitch to right is outside ball one. The worst thing you could do here is get a little careless, think they're going to coast to a win here 6 to nothing, and all of a sudden maybe Centralia puts a couple runner on and cuts the lead in half. Hope the Gwynn stays just as effective and command of the strikes as she has been through the first five. One ball, no strike count. That one's going to be hit high in the air on the... First base side in foul territory and could not come up with it as couldn't get a play. That is Ava Lawless. She got on her horse to get over there, but just out of her reach. So strike strike one. Yeah, she was on a long, long run to try and get that one as it continued to curve farther and farther into foul territory. And don't know if there's a whole lot of players on this field that run that one down. A good effort, though. So one ball, one strike count. Next delivery from Gwynn is on its way. That one's going to be swung on and missed. That'll make it one ball, two strikes. Looks like Wright was trying to go upstairs and get underneath that one, but just comes up empty there. And going to say that was the high heater, and I think it for sure was as Leox is going to take a moment here shaking that left hand. I didn't see. Did she maybe get hit on the backswing of Wright? That's kind of what I'm wondering. A, that with the, as big as a cut as she took, I think that that bat probably wrapped around a pretty fair amount. That would be my guess as to what happened, because it's the left hand, which is her glove hand, and that, that would be my guess. Well, they are going to check her out real quick, and that'll give us a chance here to let you know you're listening to exclusive coverage from Class 3 District 4 
softball championship action here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Asaway here with you, joined by Ben Schmidt as we're bringing you the exclusive coverage here. We've had all but one game of the Class 3 District 4 tournament. The winner of this game here will go on to play the District 3 winner. That'll be in the state championship as that'll be in quarterfinals action. That'll be on Thursday. Don't know the time and the location, but that'll be settled after this game in the District 3 game have been completed and the winners have been crowned. One ball, two strike count to right. That one's going to be a ball ripped to left field. She'll get a single as it'll be a leadoff single for right. Yeah, that's a nice piece hitting right there. She really turned on that one and pulled it in the hole between third and shorts. We'll have a courtesy runner for her. Coming in, this is Kaylee Inzer. The junior, so she will be the courtesy runner for right. A big here that Gwynn walk back in and hopefully get that first out of the inning. Because you see, if she's in trailer, put another base runner on here, really start to get things going and get the crowd into a little bit, that's when it can start to snowball. You see it so often after big innings where the pitcher had to wait a while, offense was going bad batter after that bat, when the pitcher comes back out and just doesn't look as effective. Well, first pitch, misses low and away, ball one. That's a big thing, too, for Gwen. She, through the first five innings, almost every single time it was first pitch strike. And it'll be a really telling tale here if she misses once again because, like you said, early at one point there had just been one two-ball count. I would assume it's probably still pretty low. That one is low ball two. Right, they throw to first back safely. Yeah, that's only the second... 2-0 count we've had here today. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy when you think at how effective Gwynn has been attacking the strike zone. So I, I would guess here that Paige is probably going to take until she sees a strike. So just two 2-0 two counts, and this is the 23rd batter come through here. That one's going to be fouled back. Well, I was wrong because Paige was hacking at that pitch right there and got on top of it and fouled it straight down into the dirt. So probably would have been a called strike anyway. Not that it makes a big difference. And See how Gwynn rebounds here in a 2-1 count. Runner on first base. You would probably guess has some good speed if she is a designated runner. So see if there is any. I, I would doubt down 6 nothing. You probably wouldn't want to waste out here to put her in motion. But maybe try and at least get into the head of Gwynn, move around a whole lot. So two balls, one strike count. Next delivery from Gwynn. They'll show Bunt. They'll lay it down back to Gwynn. She'll glove throw to first. Get the out there. So one out on the board as Paige does move the runner to second base. I think that's a that's an interesting decision there by Centralia. I get wanting to move the runner up, and I know maybe that was more trying to butt for a hit rather than butt to advance a runner, but you just give, when you're down to your final six out, you just give Tolton a free out right there, and it, it's not like you're trailing by a run and need that runner to score. You need to string some hits together. So interesting call. I'm not going to disagree with it, but I'll question it. Yeah, basically they've got to score a minimum of one run per out, and they've got to score one and... A sixth runs on average per out. So Tilly Fox stepping in. She's got a two-for-two two day. First pitch to her, ball one. I think that was more math than I can handle on a Saturday. I think that's right. There's six yeah. out and you need six runs. you got to have one per run. And if you've that's got five outs, you need six runs. It's one, one point something. Sure. You can, our listeners can figure it out. That one's going to be a well-hit ball to left field. However, they'll track it down in left field is Lukey for out number two. Yeah, Lukey played that well, got her feet set, and 
Had little to no problem bringing that win in, and now just one more out to get to this inning. What started shaky for Gwynn. She has rebounded nicely the last two outs, and needs to get just one more. Now Madison Johnson stepping in. She is 0 for 2 today. She's played at second base for Centralia. Two outs, runner at second. First delivery to her. That one is just a bit upstairs. Didn't miss high by much. Yeah, just just to the uh, northwest of the strike zone there, just right at that upper corner. I, I do think it was a ball, but that's, I think when you're rolling, you can maybe get that pitch called. 1-0 delivery. That one swung on a miss. Now we're even at one ball, one strike. Well, obviously, I'm not the one up at the plate, so I don't know Johnson's stop rushes for sure. But based on the first pitch starting at that same spot and dipping down, I would guess that she was thinking maybe the same thing. But that thing didn't have a lot of movement on it. just had a lot more heat. She comes up empty. 1-1 delivery from Gwynn. That one in there called strike two. Well, now I would guess the tolling crowd will probably get out here. Just one more strike to get through six shutout innings, trying to get Gwynn all the cheering that she needs to keep this thing rolling for Tolton. One ball, two strike count, two outs. Next delivery. There's going to be a ball hit high in the air. It'll stay in the infield going back, making the grab is up to Grove. So leadoff single is squandered as gets stranded at second base as that goes no runs, one hit, no errors, one left on the base path. We'll go to the bottom of the six. Father Tolton leading six to nothing. You're listening to exclusive coverage from Class 3 District 4 softball action here on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573 573- 489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Leading off here will be... Top of the lineup will go batters one, two, and three. This will be Strobel, then Vioxx, and up to Grove. They're going to see some changes here. As Tilly Fox goes to left field now. I have to say I'm a big fan of the cloud coverage that we're getting right now just because of the fact that the sun has been in my eyes the entire game. Absolutely. Don't want to complain too much because... Overall, good temperature. I'm a big fan of this Saturday fall day weather. Believe that. Get to who's in right field. First pitch to Strobel is ball one. Believe that is Katie Finlay. You think Strobel hits one to the opposite field again right here? Because it seems like when she puts the ball in play, that's essentially where it's headed. Don't Don't think it'd be a bad bet. That pitch is ball two. 
Walters see if she can match Gwen at the five strikeout mark. Has not had the same success in the run category, but honestly, I think I said this last night, I think she's pitched better than what the line shows. That pitch called for strike one. Just got the outside part of the plate. Walters looks back in. Next delivery, and there's going to be a bouncing ball to first right. Will Glove step on the bag. Four pitches, one out. Yeah, right won't have a whole lot of plays easier than that. Barely had to move. Ball found her glove, and big out number one. Honestly, big in this point based on what the score that we're at, but very least you hope Walters can get you through what would presumably be the last inning if Sanchelli can't come back. Catcher, Eva Viox is due up. There's going to be a ball that's going to be hit, get down, and she will be staying at the first base. His throw was low, so she legs that out, and she has got an infield single. Yeah, she would have been safe anyway. Perfectly placed ball. I know Viox isn't controlling that, but it goes over the head of the pitcher, Walters, and then drops in front of second base, where really neither Bostick or Johnson had a play on it, and despite Johnson's best efforts, even a perfect throw there would not have got Viox. And now heart of the order, 3-4-5, coming up with a runner on. Be Madison up to Grove stepping in. Winner plays against the District 3 champion. That is number one, Fulton, and number three, Bowling Green. Their game going on currently. That first pitch called strike one as those games, that game underway also started at 11 o'clock. Don't have a score for that, but that's who will match up. Next delivery, that one is a bit outside. Evens the count, one ball, one strike. Up to Grove has had another really successful day at the plate. Has not driven a run in, but she's been involved with a whole lot of scoring. Next delivery. There's going to be a ball that's right up the middle. That'll get through into center field as it'll be two runners on with one out as Up to Grove has a four for four day. Yeah, she hit that ball very hard. That was going into center field all the way. And good also by Viox. She realized how quickly the center fielder Hawkins is going to be able to get to that ball. And Viox was in a dead sprint to make sure she beat what could have been a forced play at second base. So good heads up base running right there. Tolton today has just done a lot of the little things really well. So two on and one out as first pitch to Sexauer is outside ball one. Well, Sexauer reached base the last inning and eventually scored one of the four runs that Tolan pushed across. Now has a chance to maybe drive one in if she could push one at outfield grass. That next pitch, that one also low and away. Ball two, that makes it 2-0. and well, I know you're really trying to get Walters through this final potentially final inning if Cinchilla doesn't come back, but I'm interested to see how much longer they leave her out here. Probably starting to lose a little bit of that command at this point. 2-0 delivery, that one makes it a 3-0 count. I think in a 3-0 count, a chance to load the bases. I'm not the coach, but I would probably go with the red light right here, especially with how shaky Walter's command has been this inning. Walters looks back in. That pitch, that's upstairs, so a four-pitch walk. Loads the bases up with Sexauer at first base. Up to Grove while John gone down to second base. And Viox goes down to third base. As now this is pitcher Kate Gwynn stepping in. Her team leads by a score of six to nothing. She could really bust it open here if she could find a gap somewhere. 
First offering from Walters. That's going to be a well-hit ball to left field. Left fielder will track it down. It'll be off her glove. As one run will score, the bases will still be loaded. Yeah, ball once again, a left-handed hitter heading into left field. Had a little bit of knuckling action. I just think it was a little too tough to track at the end. Ball goes in and out of the glove, and everyone moves up station to station. It's now 7-0. Still the bases loaded now. We will have a courtesy runner here, as we usually do. Well, Gwynn now with three RBIs. She's pitched six shot out innings. Can't ask for a much better day, giving her team a chance to win this district championship game. Can't have a much better Saturday than she's having so far. So that'll be a 7 to nothing lead for Father Tolton. Walters will look in. She'll get the sign. Next delivery. That one's going to be fouled back as Kennedy May, first baseman batting. She'll be down in the count at 0-1. She's got an 0-3 day. Good time for her to get off that 0 for Schneid. She took a big hack at that one for sure. So no balls, one strike. Bases loaded here, one out. That pitch, that one called strike two. Yeah, that was that was top of the zone for sure, and it goes the way of the pitcher, Walters. Now see she can take an advantage of it in an 0-2 count. So no balls and two strikes now. Walters looks back in. 0-2 delivery on the way. That one bit outside. So we'll go one ball, two strikes. Thought we may have had a backwards K right there, but we are slightly offset, so clearly did move out of the strike zone just a little bit. So May will step back in. Walters looks in. 1-2 delivery. That one's going to be hit foul. That'll go out of play over the first base dugout. Just staying alive right there in an 0-2 count. Can't ask her much more. Give herself another chance to see Walters and try and do some damage with it. A lot of room with right center field. Center fielder Hawkins just a little offset, not a whole lot. So 1-2 count, next delivery. It's going to be a bouncing ball. It'll be glove. There's collision as they will throw to second base as collision on the way by. Don't know what they're discussing. It well, clearly looks like player. a force out at second base. Yeah, but there was a collision from gotcha. Sex Hour as she was going to third base. She ran into the shortstop. I don't know if they're calling interference there. It's an interesting call right here because Tolan trying to extend what is already a seven to nothing lead and potentially take it out off the board. That would be big. Collision there as the ball was coming through. Honestly, trying to be impartial from here, it looked like. It looked like that Sexauer ran into, it looked like the shortstop, that is Bostic, was already set up to field the ball and running right into her is Sexauer. Well, now they're going to say everybody. I think, they, I think they may call everybody safe. They just, they just throw the. Yep. Now they, I think they're trying to throw Coach Bostic out. They told her to go to the dugout. She's not happy with that. I think you're right. Everybody is safe. So hold the phone. That would mean, unless I'm mistaken, another run scores. Correct. It, it would be. I it was. I would believe it should be eight to nothing on the play. Now granted, I'm not running the scoreboard, and the uh, young lady doing it has ran a fine job this uh, this tournament, so I think she's just making sure that 
The run is there before she puts it up. So everybody's safe as it goes. Everybody's safe to run scores. Quite an interesting call, not one you see a whole lot often in high school softball. So no run. Okay, so there no was, run. There was, there was an out on the play. So they, they did give him an out on the play. I don't really know where they're giving the out because <laughs> the bases are still. Maybe they just sent everyone back. I, I honestly don't know. It's still 7 nothing. So there's going to be a swing and a miss as Mills will step in. Yeah, so they're so out two. So apparently they're calling up to Grove out. I don't know how to score that either. I mean, it's it's you take an RBI away too from from May because there was no way she was getting doubled up there. That one. Yeah, so two outs on the board. The run does not score. I'm interested though. Why why was Centralia arguing so much? Because well, they there was a collision there at second. Between they, the shortstop and the runner, and I think what they're trying to say is that impeded her any chance to throw over to first base. Or, for a double uh, play? Yeah, pro prohibited that. Yeah. I mean, I, th I, I just, this, I would think no run scored, and they do get an out out of the play, so I don't know. We'll see. It could be all for nothing if they get this third out right here. Next pitch there is going to be ripped foul, so. So now that I look at that, actually, Optigrove's still at third yep. base. I'll get it right in a minute. They took the runner at second off the base pad. I, I honestly, I don't know. There's that out was a court on the play. No one scored. At this point, it's still bases yep. loaded. Two outs. There's going to be a slow roller. So it'll be gloved at short. They'll throw to first to get the out there. Thank goodness we're out of that inning because it's a mess. Yeah. So that goes as a six. Three putouts to end the inning. Well, there was one run on two hits. There was one error, three, and the uh, bases were left loaded. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage from Class 3 District 4 Championship Action here on the Show Me Sports Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Well, we go to the top of the seventh inning. Father Tolton still leading by a score of 7 to nothing. As Centralia down to their last 
three outs here. They've got to do some major work here as they trail 7-0. It'll be batters 8-9 and 1-2 up. As Gwynn still in the circle for Father Tolton. First pitch in there called strike one. Well, Gwynn a chance to finish what she started. I'm sure that it's 7-0 lead and all that matters is getting out of here with the win, but I'm sure a complete game shutout would mean just a little bit more if she can keep Centralia at bay and keep that goose egg up there. It'll be Vega, Walters, and Hawkins. There's going to be a swing and a miss for strike two. Well, she had Vega way off balance there. Totally pulled the string on that pitch. Back-to-back off speed. And I'm not the pitch sequencing expert, but I would think maybe you go heat right here and speed up the timing of Vega and try and get a swing and a miss. I concur with that. It'll be 0-2 delivery from Gwynn. There's going to be a ball popped up on the first base side. Going over, making the grab is May. She had trim right there just in case for out number one. Yeah, and I do believe that that was the heater coming right there and basically said, here it is, try and hit it, and got weak contact by Vega and out number one, two more to go. Centralia down to their last two outs now. There's one out on the board. This will be Kaylin Walters, the pitcher. First delivery to her. She's going to pop that one up. That will stay in the park. Coming over is May. She'll make the grab and foul territory for out number two. As now Centralia down to their last out. As it'll be Hawkins, the center fielder, stepping back in. Student section again on their feet. As they should be. One more out stands between a district championship. Absolutely. Score from this game is going to make it look a little different than it actually was. 7-0 game, but forget through four and a half innings, about over halfway through this one. This was a really tight, close ball game. Gwynn's first offering to Hawkins. Strike one. Well, Gwynn with five strikeouts. See if she's able to punctuate this outing with K number six or whether it's just a normal out. She's played to the defense all day long. The defense has backed her up time and time again. And that is what has played into a really well-rounded Tolton performance. Bostic in the on-deck circle. All one delivery. That one bounces across home plate. I think she tried to make that off-speed pitch a little too good. Yeah, I think it just slipped out of her fingers, too, on the last second there. Winner again matches up against the winner of District 3. They'll get to celebrate the district championship, then look to play on Thursday. 1-1 delivery. That one way outside. I did flinch. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> hand up. I moved. It, it is. It is always. Uh, it's always funny there at the ballpark in summer. We we sit back in the bleachers. They're elevated bleachers. The field's elevated, so there's a always a row of people down in front of us. And it is funny to watch all of them come bailing out of there. You know that the net of the screen is there, but they still bail out. Two one delivery. That one's going to be fouled back. So now it's even at two and two. One strike to go. This is what. This is what you play the sport for, trying to put the team away. You're the final pitcher needing one more strike. I mean, it's, it's fun stuff right here. So two balls and two strikes to count as Hawkins steps out. Takes a couple practice cuts, now steps in. Gwynn will tow the rubber. She'll look in after she gets the pitch sign. Her 2-2 delivery. That one's going to be fouled back. We'll do it again. Well, I was going to mention this earlier in the day, but I picked up on the last at bat with Hawkins. She has her hands slightly apart. She's not really choking up, but her bottom hand, the right hand, uh, between her her other hand, there is a gap in between her, which is kind of unconventional. You see, usually the hitters, you got both hands together, but hers are spread apart. So Gwen will check the uh, play, the pitch call on her wrist. She looks in, 2-2 delivery on its way. That one, they're going to say she went around. They'll throw down a first for out, number three, and the 
district champions for Class 3. District 4 has just been crowned as Father Tolton will get the victory as they take it by a final of 7 to nothing as they beat the number 5 seed Centralia. So the Class 3 District 4 champions are the Father Tolton Trailblazers. Congratulations to them. It was a well-earned victory. Nothing to take away from Centralia, though. The plant, the uh, Panthers had a great season, had a great postseason run as they upset the number five seed. Sorry, the number four seed. They were the number five seed in Southern Boone. That was on Wednesday. On Thursday, they upset the number one seed in Hallsville. That was an upset that really nobody saw coming. Yeah, and well-deserved for Father Tolton coming in as a three-seed. Had to go through California and Macon, and then today just played a really well-rounded game. You had three different hitters driving multiple RBIs, Strobel with two, Gwynn with three, and Trim with two, and then the defense was great from start to finish. Really no plays that stand out as boneheaded errors, and Gwynn was, was pretty good in the circle for start to finish. More than pretty good, I should say. When you go seven innings, shut out the other, shut out the other team and strike out six, I mean, they're going to win that game more often than not, and Gwen White rightfully gets the win. And I would assume moving forward, as this Father Tolan team goes on, that we will, as she will be back in the circle once again with bigger and better things on her mind. Yeah, in the Class Three District Three Championship, Fulton, the number one seed, taking on Bowling Green, the number three seed. Don't have an update on their game. As refresh it, I'm, I'm sure we won't get an update until. Later on here this afternoon, but they're matching up in that one as uh, Father Tolton will play them. We'll see if I can check real quick to see if I can find an update on that. As the Lady Panthers take second in the district and the champions for Class 3 District 4 are the Father Tolton Trailblazers. And as both teams are getting presented their trophies at the moment, I'm sure stinks for a little bit first Centralia as they get the one that says second place, not first. But still for them, a whole lot to be proud of. You mentioned too, there was, I don't think you would have had a whole lot of people that would have picked this five seed to knock off the higher seed, not once but twice in the one and four seeds in Hallsville and Southern Boone. So should don't want to take about moral victories, but I think they should be very, very happy with, with how they finished up the season. And they just ran into a really well-rounded team in Tolton here today. And I don't know if there was a whole lot of teams at this tournament who would have beat a Tolton team if they played like they did today. And that's even for the number one seed. We, I've, I've covered Hallsville all throughout the season and seen them play incredible brand of softball. And it would have been tough for, for a number one seed like them or the other teams as well to face Tolton with the brand of softball that they played this morning. Well, the unfortunate thing looking at the Class 3 state tournament bracket is uh, every other quarterfinal game is set except District 3 and 4, which is which is rather odd that uh, the bracket is, is filled up except for where, where we're looking at where Father Tolton will be at the bracket. It'll be District 3 against Father Tolton, the District 4 champions, as uh, we will wait to see where that is. All we know is that they will play on the 20th. That is on Thursday. So we'll have to see uh, kind of how the week plays out. We will try to bring coverage. I say try. We'll do everything possible to try to bring that coverage on Thursday. It'll be our plan anyways, but we'll have to see where the game is at and what time it is. But we will uh, hopefully be bringing you the uh, Class 3 matchup for Father Tolton 
as they are marching towards a Class 3 state championship for softball. And so we'll just have to wait and see, but that's a good reason for our listeners to make sure that they are following us on our social media, on our Facebook page, as well as on uh, Twitter and I guess that's really the two main places we are, but Pretty following much. us uh, because we will see and try to make the game happen, the uh, coverage happen for that game. But that's pretty much going to do it for our broadcast here for today. As any final thoughts before we get out of here? I, I would just say it's – I know they're not going to play every single game like they did today, but for – and I doubt that any future Tolton opponents are, are listening to this. But watch out. I mean, it's a, especially as you face Gwynn, you're going to have to attack, attack early. She was dominant all throughout the zone, and this team is going to be a tough out as they continue to move towards this playoffs push. Well, that will do it for our broadcast here. As a great game by both teams just goes in favor of Father Tolton as they are crowned the Class 3 District 4 Championship Squad. As uh, for Centralia, the Panthers finished second in the district. Again, no no reason for them to hang their head as they played a great season so far. But that's going to do it for our broadcast. For Ben Schmidt, I'm Blake Gasly for the Show Me Sports Network. Until we talk to you with our next broadcast which uh, hopefully will be Thursday for softball. We've been so busy, it's kind of nice to, to uh, get a little break. I had softball Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, football last night, and then softball yeah, today. Yeah, you were so. really getting after that. Sure, classes kept me a little bit in the way from doing more games. But, yeah, certainly now take a step back a little bit as softball season winds up a little bit. Football season's coming down to the wire, and just keep moving forward. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for our broadcast again for Ben Schmidt, I'm Blake Gasway for the Show Me Sports Network. Until we talk to you with our next broadcast, so long and have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for area high school softball, the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your team the best. Exclusive coverage of area high school softball has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network, your exclusive home for area high school softball.
serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.